turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. It's time for the Alpha Wealth Hour, presented by the Alpha Wealth Group, the show that helps teach you how to make the right moves with regard to investment planning, tax savings, and estate protection. Are you ready to better understand the financial chaos? Here's your host, Tom Fortino. Good morning, everyone. This is Tom Fortino. I'm the host of the Alpha Wealth. I'm also the principal and founder of the Alpha Wealth Group. Uh, If you want to get a hold of us, you can always give us a call. 630-934-1855, 630-934-1855, 630-934-1855, 630-934-1855, you can go to our website, alphawealthgroup.com, alphawealthgroup.com, lots of information there, you can download reports, you can uh, sign up for our newsletter, we always try to send out what we hope are, are ideas and information to, you know, always, always add value to what you've, what you've worked so hard to create in your retirement planning. So today we have a lot to get into. There's been a lot going on, of course. It's earnings seasons. I think this week maybe 30% of the S&P uh, has come out. You know, you've seen Microsoft, Google, Amazon. We can go down the list. Um, there's going to be a Fed meeting next week. Interest rates are always on the dock, and unfortunately, uh, the Fed is part of it, this environment. I'm not a big fan, but we have to deal with that. I want to talk about that because that de- definitely relates to your overall planning. We're going to talk briefly again about some of these end-of-year ideas I always offer that report because I can't get into all of them. It's a pretty significant report that we put together, ideas such as doing Roth conversions, maxing out your 401k. You have until the end of the year to set up health savings accounts, unrealized gains. I'm going to talk about that today. When, if you want to have, um, you know, if you look over the past two years, the market is down. Every index is down over the past two years. It's an opportunity to sell and reposition stocks, take that loss, use it against gains, and use it against income. You have until the end of the year to do that. You have until the year, end of the year to do charitable contributions and gifting. Again, we can go down the line. I'm going to get into a couple one couple of them specifically, which I haven't talked about much. And then I just want to talk about really your overall plan. You know, you know our mantra. You know how we talk about these things. And as always, I want to give you the tools. I can talk and you, we can listen to these things. And hopefully you have a pencil and you can write some good ideas down or a pen, a pen or whatever writing instrument you choose. But also that's why I offer this information because so you can have it in front of you. You can take your time, read through it. So, again, I'll always offer this information. But let me just start by, and, again, I'm going to get into all this, but I'm going to come back to one thing here. I'm going to come back to one thing that really to get started because there was a Harris poll that said 70% of the individuals that responded felt retirement planning was too complicated. And all too often we feel overwhelmed. We've got tons of information. It's all at our fingertips. And, um, and this uncertainty that we have to deal with, um, we have enough in the world today, but then in our own planning. So I want to demystify a lot of this stuff. I'm going to offer this information. You know I talk about the five pillars to your plan. That's it. There's five. Having an income plan, uh, creating income you can't outlive, Social Security, pensions, annuities, things like that. You can also use investments, of course. But feeling confident you will not outlive your income. The second thing is taxes. What are you doing to minimize taxes? We have a lot of ideas. We'll get into well, a few of today. We don't want to spend it all on taxes. We talk a lot about that. 
Roth contributions, Roth conversions, getting to tax-free. There are ways to do that, getting most of your Social Security tax-free. What are you doing to get there? The third thing is your investment plan. You know, right now, there's a lot going on in this world, especially as our market is interest rates go, go up, the bonds are getting clobbered, um, you know, uh, and then just the overall picture of the, the economy and the environment, especially if you're getting near retirement, it's even more problematic. And then the fourth piece is protecting the pot, protecting the, your asset protection piece. What happens if there's an unforeseen event? What happens if a spouse passes away? We know an income goes away. At least the Social Security, pensions can be reduced. You may be exposed to a higher tax bracket. And then finally, the estate and legacy plan. What are the documents you have in place to control your assets during your lifetime? Powers of attorney, medical powers of attorney, living trust. Because if you don't have these documents in place, someone else will certainly be making the decisions for your family. Maybe not you and maybe not what you want. You see why this is important? But that's it. Five pieces. Done. Now, there's a preamble to this, and I have this retirement planning guide report, which I'll offer here in a second, with some other things that I want to get get into, the end-of-year report. But my point is, where do we start? Okay, the first step, and I'm going to come back to this. I've talked about it before, and I've had a few meetings this week. This happens often, though. Getting organized. You've heard me talk about it. Financial organization is, kind of, is I should maybe add as a step, but it's one of the biggest hurdles to a successful retirement plan. It helps you understand your current financial situation. It provides a reference point and it gives you a, a quick snapshot of your finances, your the value of your accounts, how they're titled, who are your beneficiaries, right? I have this asset organizer that I provide. We're going to update and add some more things to it. So it's kind of be, be an updated organizer. Also the budget worksheets, but having the, know your numbers. How many of you know your numbers? I'll give you some examples. I had someone come in this week and I gave, you know, because this is, I said, let's get organized. They came in and they looked up some of their information. They remembered they had an old pension. And you know what they found out, which they were unaware of at a previous employer? They asked, they said, uh, it's a thousand bucks a month you're going to get. That's 12,000 a year. Kind of nice to know. I had one person come in and after we kind of went through everything and got organized, they, re, uh, they, um, they uh, uh, discovered a 401k, an old 401k. Uh, <laughs> I think it had $99,000. It was like crazy. And so this is, and it's easy to understand. You know, there was an interest. This was Department of, uh, the Bureau of Labor Statistics said um, individuals between 57 and 64, born between 57 and 64, have an average of 12.4 jobs. And that's why perhaps there's 24 million forgotten 401ks with 1.3 trillion in assets. Do you think they're being managed properly? Do you know who the beneficiaries are on them? See, this is where problems start to occur. So I'm going to come back to this mantra, but I want to give specific ideas. Are you organized? Do you know who your beneficiaries are? Have you done a beneficiary audit, the value of your assets? And if you don't know and you're not organized, um, this is really important stuff. You can't get started. So let me offer the retirement planning guide right out of the gates. It goes through the five, it's the process, the five steps. But then it also has the, we added this, I like to call it the preamble of getting organized. Plus I'm going to include all the worksheets. If you just accomplish this, you will be able to sit back, look at all the numbers, and you'll know where all your assets are. You'll know what your income needs are. You'll know, and you can say, now I can get started, and I can put the piece in place. We can't do these things. We can't, you know, we're, we're really going to stumble, I think, to get to our goal. So if you want that, we'll get it out to you. And I'm going to make some other offers here because I want to get into end of year in a second here. But if you want that retirement planning guide with the worksheets, I'll include them. There's a number of worksheets, three different worksheets I'm going to include there. 
And by the way, we'll email them to you. So if you want to uh, use them as working documents, they automatically calculate. They they populate as you populate them. You can update and change them as things change. This is good stuff. 630-934-1855. 630-934-1855. And so my um, – and if you want something customized, as I always say, let us know. We'll get it out to you because I'm going to hit some other topics. We'll also include the end-of-year planning report in there. Um, we've updated it for this year with the new some of the new numbers and the tax brackets and so on. But I'm going to come back to this. You're going to see. I'm going to prove my point <laughs> uh, of why we need to be organized. Well, again, no matter what we're talking about, let's just go. I want to talk a little bit about some ideas here quick, and then I'll come back. On the end of your planning ideas, okay, uh, because we have until December 31st to do a number of things. And keep in mind, 2024, going into 2024, the, based on the Tax Cut and Jobs Act. Uh, so we have the till the end of this year, 2023, then we have 2024 and 2025. So after this year, there's two more years, two more years where the current tax, marginal tax brackets are historically low. Okay, they are. I'm, not, I'm no fan of taxes. I want you to get the tax free. But these are some things um, you might want to be looking at. I had someone that came in earlier. I'll mention the Roth conversions briefly and then go on to something else because I know I've kind of beaten that one. But... Um, it's interesting because I get emails, I get people calling me, I get my clients. Okay. What are we going to do? I had a meeting, two or three meetings this week. Um, we're going to, we did went through the numbers to say, okay, how much can we move in the brackets? This is when I talk about getting organized. Do you know what your marginal tax bracket is? Okay. I have some uh, retired clients that have, um, you know, they're in lower tax brackets right now. You're in a 12% tax bracket up to $90,000 of taxable income. Are you aware of that? And that's what I include in this information I send out. So now you'll know what your marginal tax bracket is. And so, um, you know, and then you're in a 22 after that. But if you have $100,000 of gross income, your, your standard deduction, I'm going to round it to 28000 is 28000 You're not taxed on $100,000. you are taxed on $72,000. That means you're in a 12% tax bracket. Okay? So, you know, would you rather just pay the 12% to never pay taxes again? I would. And so when I'm talking about doing these, you have until the end of the year. So, you know, um, in fact, there was someone, let me, I'll give this example and then I'll offer this information again. But he's this, I had someone come in this week and uh, they said, you know, I think I'm going to retire on January 1st or going into next year. And I'm basically, that means no more wages, which is fine. That's the goal. And it's terrific. Good. He's going to retire. So I said, you're effectively you know, your income then is basically zero and he's going to wait to take social security. I'm going to get into the income in a little bit here, but the point is he said, well, then I, you know, I could, I could basically take 90,000 out of my IRA and I would still be in a 12% tax bracket because remember up to 90,000, he's married. I said, well, hold on. You have a $28,000 standard deduction. So really your starting point is minus 28, right? So if, you could actually take out the 28000 from your IRA, correct? Now, minus the deduction, you're at zero. You can do another 90000 So next year, when he retires, he could do over $100,000 at 12%. Move it to a Roth. This is a conversion. To never pay tax on it, he's 65, okay? Um, to never pay tax on it the rest of his life. Would you do that? I certainly would. I told him you have. I told. I can't twist your arm, but I always had to be cautious. I said you have to do this. You you just have to. You can't. You just anyway. But that's my point. 
And even in the 22% range, I said, you can even spill over into the 22%. Let's say you do 90,000 at 12, 90,000 at 22, split the difference because it's a blend of the two. You pay 16, 17, whatever. Would you do it? Absolutely. So this is really an opportunity. When I talk about planning and forward tax planning and getting organized, um, this is a, a strategy to for this person as an example to move $180,000 at maybe 16% into an account that will never be taxed the rest of his life. There's no required minimum distributions, which, by the way, you have to take by the end of the year. Going forward, he won't have these. Um, there's no required minimum distributions. It doesn't tax your Social Security, which, by the way, he's deferring, which is going to grow by 8% per year plus the cost of living. And it doesn't tax your Social Security. and goes to your spouse and children tax-free. That's just one move. And I told him, too, he's got his wife is still working part-time. So there's going to be a little income, I mean. But he can do Roth contributions, too, this year and then some next year because his wife is working. A non-working spouse can make contributions. Okay. I didn't. I know I've talked about a lot about these, but it's interesting how I get emails and calls and okay, what can I do? It's which is terrific because we don't know where tax rates are going to be in the future. I mean, um, do you think they're going down? I don't know. I don't know, but probably not. Okay. So this is a way to protect your retirement. To, this is my way I frame it from the risk of higher tax rates. But we need to get organized. We need to know where our assets are. Now again. You, if you, 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 this is why you want to consolidate accounts. Let me offer that packet again with the end of year planning, um, the retirement planning guide, the asset organizers, the uh, worksheets, the budget worksheets, the document locator, which is for the estate planning piece of it. We'll send all of this out to you, and you can really start. But this is where you, you ha- this is where you have to start because you can't sit down and put a plan together. If I say, okay, tell me what your life insurance coverage is, I'm really not sure. What about your pensions? Well, I have. It was, what's the survivor benefit? What's the value of all your accounts? What do you have in tax-free? Do you have an old 401k? I think so. What's the value? I'm not sure. You see what I'm saying? We need to get this done. So this is the starting point. And now from here, you can really start to put a plan in place. Um, And then I have the roadmap, this retirement roadmap, which I like to think of it as almost a blueprint to start putting these pieces together. There's no perfect plan. I'm not suggesting. But, man, imagine where you could be if we start to get these. Have income you can't outlive. uh, um, uh, Minimize the tax on it. Have a solid investment plan. Uh, protect the assets from unforeseen or catastrophic events, and then pass those assets to your children in the most efficient manner. That's what I call being complete. So if you want that, 630-934-1855, 630-934-1855. Let me mention one other end of your planning, which I haven't spoken about up to now because, you know, while we want to make sure we get these things done, excuse me, you know, things like conversions, um, things like, you know, contacting your 401k company. In fact, this gentleman I met with the other day about doing Roth conversions who said he might um, retire in January. I said, you know, you could call your 401k provider and tell them just take as much as you can out of your paycheck. They could take the whole paycheck for the next couple months. So I mentioned these things. You can accelerate your 401k. You have until the end of the year to max it out. If you don't do that, you've lost that opportunity. You can go up to 30000 and if you're um, – uh, over age 50, 50, 50 and over, and 22.5 if you're under 50. Have you done that? This is a great opportunity, and then put it into Roth. But the other thing, I'm sorry, I'm going off there, but uh, here's the other idea, okay? Um, I mentioned the market over the last two years is down, right? It may be up this year somewhat. Um, but uh, And we're going to talk about the market here a little bit in your, in your investment plan. 
But this is an opportunity. Um, if you work with some, someone, ask them to send you this report. In most cases, if you're at Schwab or Fidelity or wherever you're, you're, wherever your monies are held, you should be able to go in online and do a, what's called a capital gains report, unlike, unrealized capital gains. Not, you can do both realized and unrealized, but unrealized capital gains, you, in, in some cases, you're going to see negative signs. What does that mean? That means if there's a stock, and certainly most of your bond p- positions are going to be down, okay, you have until the end of the year to sell that, okay? So if you sell it, you've realized the loss, if you don't, you have not realized loss, you won't be able to take it off your tax return. So we want to capture these losses before the end of the year in some cases. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying this is an opportunity if you're going to reallocate or reposition. You know, the bonds are problematic right now because if you look, I think Bloomberg had a report um, that uh, the 30-year was down like 40, 30, 40% over the last year, year and a half or whatever, um, because of interest rates, right? And so the aggregate bond index is down about 17% roughly over the last two years. And maybe this is an opportunity for you to sell those positions, take the loss on them and reposition them in other, um, in other holdings that might make more sense and fix. We're going to talk more about that in a little bit about the bonds and what, you know, you may want to consider there. But um, this is, these are opportunities. If you don't do it by December 31st, you've lost an opportunity to use that at least for this year. And these are things why I say when I talk about this, um, getting organized, again, I want to come back to getting organized. That's why when you look at your investments, right, there's portability. We need to understand there's portability here. What do I mean by that? What I mean is if you have an old 401k, you have two IRAs, all right? Um, they don't have, to, you know, you have three separate accounts. You're getting three separate statements. You've got to go to three different websites. That is insanity, you can put them all in one account. You can just have one IRA, okay? Think about the simplicity about that. This is why getting organized is so critical because now I can, number one, see what my investments are. You know, I could have overlap. Or maybe I'm not monitoring something. And then I can also, you know, just run these reports, as I said, and know what's going on. You see why being organized is so important? But I would just tell any of you that have, you know, I had someone um, send me an email the other day. And she asked me, she said, I'm trying to open up a Roth. Can I have two Roths? I said, yeah, you can have two Roths. But why? What's the point? Just put it all in one Roth, right? Um, so, again, you don't need, and I know how this happens over time. We open an account here. We open an account there. But this is why, again, this organization is so critical. Um, but get them all into one account as much as possible. I know sometimes you have a 401k at work. You can't combine that. But simplify, organize. This is going to be very helpful um, in some of these places like Fidelity and probably Schwab allows it too. I know Fidelity is pretty, pretty uh, helpful in these. You can do what's called a, um, um account access for each other if you're married. And you can view all your accounts on one screen. Wouldn't that be nice? I'm telling you, it makes a difference. So um, if you want the end of your planning report, again, there's ideas on there on um, – you know, gifting, you can gift up to $17,000 per person per year to your children. Um, and the other thing, too, is as you come up to the end of the year, you know, if you want to do something on December 30th and then you can do something on January 2nd, they may be in the same week, but they're over two years, right? So you can sell positions uh, if you want to take some gains or, or you want to do the losses or you want to make a Roth contribution or you want to do some conversions. You can spread them over two years in the same week, see?
Um, and this is about taking action. Control what we can. We're living in an insane world right now, but let's control what we can. 630-934-1855 to get your information. 630-8, I'm sorry, 630-934-1855. 630-934-1855. If you want something specific, for example, I have that tax-free report. It gets into seven ideas on getting to tax-free. Not all of them have to do with the end of year. Some of them, that's why it's kind of a separate report, but the end of year planning report gets into a number of things that you can do, not just the the whole tax-free ideas, but also, you know, as much as possible, I want you to get to tax-free because what does that mean? It's potentially you get more of your Social Security tax-free. It means you may not have required minimum distributions. It also means that your Medicare premiums may be lower. And by the way, we talk about if a spouse passes away, Keep in mind, if, if I mentioned I've made the comment, this is rough numbers, but about up to about $90,000, you're in a 12% tax bracket. Above 90000 above 90000 you jump to a 22, okay? So if a spouse passes away, the surviving spouse is in a 22, not at nine, over 90, over 45. You basically have it. So what does that mean? That means now more money may have to turn around and pay higher tax brackets. Required minimum distributions don't go down. Uh, uh, they're the same numbers. You divide by the same amount. A spouse can assume ownership of the IRA, but if you have to take required distributions, you still have to take the same amount out, and you may be having to turn around and give more money to the government. There are no required distributions on Roths, and even if there were, there's no tax on them. So do you see why when we talk about making these moves, how there's all these other different you can potentially get lower Medicare premiums because they don't count for that. Again, we can go down the line. And then your children, again, maybe this isn't at the top of the list, but then they get the Roth IRA tax-free, and they can just uh, take it over the next 10 years tax-free. Someone called me the other day. They were in their 80s. Sharp as a tack. She did a great job. She said, well, should I do a Roth? That was kind of 88. <laughs> and I said... You can. She didn't need the money. She had all the income she needed. She had significant assets that she had really done a great job on. And this was my opinion, but I said to her, um, you know, if you do that, think of it this way. You're kind of doing it for your children. (laughs) You're saying, I'm going to pay the tax today at my tax rate. You know, I'll pay the tax. So now they get it tax free and hopefully you live another 20 years, but um, which means it grows tax free. And then your children get it, and then they can let it grow another 10 years tax-free, which is fine. That's a gift, and that's nice. If that's part, that's another benefit for some people. I just want you to be aware. Retirement accounts, IRAs, 401ks, any traditional accounts, either you're paying the tax during your lifetime or your children are, period. Okay, that's one thing when we talk about estate uh, planning. You know, you, you know, the estate, there's three potential taxes, depending on how you're set up. One is um, estate taxes, like um, inheritance, sometimes they call inheritance taxes. What can the estate value be before there's a tax? And we can talk about that when we come back. The second potential is the capital gains tax. You know, depending on how your assets are titled, um, you know, there could be a capital gains tax on capital appreciating assets. And then there's income tax. Isn't that nice? We get to, we can get hit on all of those, but anyway, I'm going to talk more about that. I'm also going to talk about the market. We got a lot to get. I'm sorry we start down this road, and we you know it takes different paths. But you know my mantra. I'm saying get organized. 
You got to get organized. In fact, here's what I'm going to offer. You know, there was a recent study and it showed how often do you, do you change your bed linens? It said if you really want to get rid of icky germs, this uh, microbiologist recommends throwing your sheets and pillowcases in the laundry every two weeks. You should replace pillows every year and the mattress every five to ten. So that has to deal with linens. What about your retirement plan? How often you should you review that and look at that? Well, let's make this offer. You know, let's take care of the, the sheets and the linens. We can do that. And then now let's take a look at our retirement plan. Um, I'll tell you a story when, when we come back about the mattress. When last time I bought a mattress. But, um, you know, if, for those of you that are really serious, that are saying, hey, Tom, these are some blind spots. I want to get complete. I want to look at this. I want to test my plan, get an income plan in place, do a portfolio analysis, try to get to tax-free, do some things. Um, we do all of this. All right. Uh, so, if, again, if you want to take advantage of this, you'll meet with me personally and we'll go through it. We'll do a deep dive. There's no cost or obligation. You want to take advantage of this. This will be one of the best things, you do, especially the things we can do maybe before the end of the year and get set up to go into next year. For your customized plan, your customized complimentary retirement plan, give us a call. 630-934-1855. 630-934-1855. We'll schedule some time. We'll dig in. We'll have a good time, too. You walk out of there with a plan. 630-934-1855. Coming up, a lot more to talk to. Listen to Tom Fortino on the Alpha Wealth Hour here on 560 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to the Alpha Wealth Hour. I'm your host, Tom Fortino. I'm the principal and founder of the Alpha Wealth Group. You want to give us a call? 630-934-1855. 630-934-1855. If you want any of the information we've been offering, if you want something specific, anything that relates, I like to say anything, most anything that relates to your retirement plan, give us a call, 630-934-1855. You go to our website, alphawealthgroup.com. If you want to email me questions or you want to schedule a time to talk or come in, you know, as I said, I, I, I try to help you in any way I can um, to get you answers. We did a class this past week. Always nice because I get to meet people and we go through things, do a much deeper dive and people ask questions. And and, and, and that was good. I had someone talk about, they were asking me about their rental. Should I buy rental property? And I said, you know, this is at the end of class. Well, they're coming in. I said, come on in. We'll talk about it. I mean, you know, we'll at least walk through it and talk through it and see what makes sense for you. I mean, and so I mean that in sincerity for anyone that has questions. Okay, I started out this, um, you know, the when we started to, earlier, I talked about, you know, you really to get started on this path, to get going and getting a plan in place. You know, um, we've talked about, um, you know, I've made the, you've heard my, my, uh, my, uh, belief on it's not about one thing it's not about you know growing a pile of money it's not about uh you know buying a product it's just not about getting to a number and so um there's a lot of things we need to understand and that's why i try to simplify it into those five pieces the five pillars to your retirement plan right if you have those five pieces in place is it going to be perfect no but is it going to be put you in a better place to say i want to get into the income planning here in a little bit because that's typically the cornerstone um, 
Then, of course, we talked about trying to get it mu- as much of it tax-free down the road. Um, the example is Social Security, right? I mean, you can get Social Security. There's a claiming strategy to try to maximize it. The highest benefits age 70. It grows by 8%. You've heard that discussion. It's talked a lot about on the station. I know there's a bunch of other people on, you know, that are on today. Uh, but the difference, as I said, with us is we try to be different by design. We look at everything. And so then the question is, well, okay, I'm getting, I have, you know, 40,000 of Social Security coming in. But what if I have to turn around and give 10000 back to the government? Well, then my benefit's not forty; it's 30 So why, this is why I get animate about trying to get as much of it tax-free because up to 85% of it is taxable, right? And so we have to be careful with that. Anyway, um, this is something we want to be aware of why I say it's not about one thing. Yes, we want to create the income. That's kind of the foundation of our plan. But then we need to build these. We also need to get organized. Um, you know, I gave the examples. I had another one, another client recently just started. And one of the things I do is, um, you know, we get the account set up, but I try to, if you've got three separate accounts, I help get everything transferred in, you know, this, that, um, person had a couple different IRAs. So you bring them into one account and then there was one other IRA. We discovered it was a Roth. I said, okay, can I get a copy of the statement? And it was like, hey, I got a copy of the statement. I said, he goes, it's a Roth. I said, that's great. And that was actually good news. See, this is what happens. We These are what we call found money and uncover things. And that's why I talk about if you're not organized, that's why I offered these worksheets. If you committed to yourself, I'm going to go through this and I'm going to fill this out. Here's what you'll know at the end. Number one, all right, you'll know the value of your assets because it automatically calculates. Because if you put in your after-tax your tax-deferred and your tax-free accounts. You know, what do you have in retirement accounts? What do you have in Roth IRAs? What do you have in just bank accounts, savings, brokerage accounts? What is your life insurance coverage? Okay, what are your income streams? What is your pension and your Social Security? Those are separate. That's an income uh, in the budget worksheets and the the income organizer. But then you have the asset organizer. Those are two different things, and I'll talk more about that. But imagine if you could be at a point where you could say, I mean, it's right there. If you have a snapshot of everything, now we can have the discussion, right? You may find out some things again. Who are your beneficiaries, right? Um, you may not be who you thought they were. Are you going to disinherit children because things are not set up properly? I've read that article before where that executive, um, you know, I always say, look, uh, if your trust or, or will or whatever estate is not the beneficiary uh, of your retirement account, they have nothing to do with your retirement accounts. It doesn't flow through your trust or your estate plan if they're not named specifically. And if you have the wrong person on there, you can't change a beneficiary post-death. So there's a lot of things there. That's why I have an entire report on beneficiaries, how to set them up and things to consider. But it starts with getting organized and then taking those five, putting those five pieces in place. So if you want that, again, I'll offer that to you, 630-934-1855. I'm stressing the organization because you really have to start there. I'm telling you, you're going to uncover things you weren't aware of. On the income side, you'll probably find out things you were not really sure of. Some people, there was this article, The Five Biggest Things That Confuse Americans About Retirement. This was in Yahoo Finance. It was a study by Charles Schwab. And it said almost 45% of workers simply guessed at what they needed to save for retirement. So that was one confusion. What should I save? What should I invest in? Uh, how do I create income in retirement? We'll talk about that. How do how can I know what my expenses will be, right? And again, I've talked about the employee benefit research since roughly half the people simply guess. 
So how do you know where you stand? The last thing you want to do, the biggest concern we know is running, outliving your money, running out of money. Harris Poll, Zeti, Allianz, we can go down the list, of course. I mean, what, what else is there? You don't want to outlive your money. And so how do we create income we can't outlive? Again, I'll offer that pack at 630-934-1855, 630-934-1855. Let me talk a little bit about getting organized on the income side. Let's set that up. And then these other pieces are really subsets or pieces of your plan. Um, and so, um, you know, when we talk about income planning, uh, it's important to understand what that means, right? It's, there's difference between assets and income. That's why I offer an asset organizer and an income organizer, okay? The income organizer includes the budget worksheet plus all your income sources. For example, I sat down with this individual the other day. He has an old pension. It's going to give him 12000 That's an income, right, because it lasts a lifetime. Income, I've given the example. What is, what's the difference between income and assets? Assets can run out. Income comes in if it's an income for life, right? A pension. This is my definition of income. Does it come in regardless of what happens in the market? Yes, it does. Does it come in regardless of how much you have in savings and investments? Yes, it does. And does it come in regardless at 75, 85, or 95 at any age? Yes, it does. That's an income. The same thing with Social Security. Does it pass that test? Yes, it does. So when you think about creating income, you can't outlive. And that's why these organizers, again, I'm coming back to being organized, right? And I'm going to talk about your investments, as I said, but we need to be organized. What do you own? Do you know what your allocation is, right? And then what do you own in each pot? But my point is on the income side, and that's why if you, if you complete these organizers I'm sending, you are going to know a lot. And you're going to be really, it's going to, I think it's going to provide a lot of clarity. And that's really, I think, one of the biggest things in retirement that's really frustrating and disheartening is when people just are the uncertainty. And so, um, you know, again, we can get into whole, and when you come in, if any of you come in, I do an entire social security analysis, no perfect answer, but it's really a great software that we use a program because it does a side-by-side analysis of your different options. Right. And no perfect answer, but isn't, wouldn't it be better if you made an informed decision as opposed to someone just, again, this 88-year-old I was talking about that called me the other day <laughs> about the Rod's conversions. She said, you know, um, uh, it was, I just, it was a fun conversation. But she said, um, you know, I, they told me to take my Social Security. I was 62. I am so mad they did that. And because uh, she locked into the lowest benefit possible, right? Um, again, no perfect claiming strategy, but we want to understand, you know, what makes the most sense, to get the highest benefit, use the phrase before Lawrence Kotlikoff, the risk isn't the risk isn't dying, the risk is living. So you want to make you know you want to try to um, make a good decision to get a higher benefit for your life, but also if you're married, that higher benefit stays goes to your spouse, right? And then if we're doing these other things, trying to get as much of it tax free, see, get the highest, try to get the highest um, benefit, but also try to get most of it tax free. This is what I talk about being organized and being complete, okay? Um, I'm going to offer this income planning packet and the organizers as well. It gets into the Social Security decision. It gets into um, just the overall maximizing income and thoughts on your pension. Understand what your options are. Get your information. I had someone at the class the other day. I said, contact your company. He works for the union. They're going to send him his pension information. We're going to go through it when he comes in. You have spousal options on your pension. This is getting organized. I'm coming back. Organized on your income, organized on your um, assets and your finances, organized on your investments, 
Organize on your estate planning. Are all your assets titled to your estate plan? Okay? So this is why we start to create some income plan. We create income, and then we can start doing the other things. That's in this report. Like I said, it's, it's giving you ideas. So creating income you can't outlive, separate from the assets. Imagine if you could have all the income or felt comfortable and confident. You have all the income coming in you need, plus you have this, these investments that have, you have a smart investment strategy where you can access assets or in, you know, to, to supplement your income, do the things you want, gift to children and grandchildren, go on trips and do the things. But you always have a paycheck coming in, right? One of the big questions is always, you know, how long will the money last? Well, the income comes in regardless. The one other idea that we've talked about often, we get a lot on this, and I brought this up in the class. Um, this was an interesting, so one other source of income. And you can use investments. Those can supplement. But I always say, as part of your income, those typically have the biggest risk. We don't know where interest rates are going to be in the future. We don't know how the market's going to be. Dividends aren't guaranteed. I'm talking about income that's lifetime. But certainly you can use it to supplement. The other idea is you can use some of those investments, and you can use, this was a, a study, it was called uh, Silent Crisis of Financial Insecurity. This Ann Ackerley, she's from BlackRock, which I'm not a fan of BlackRock. But anyway, she tells CNBC their survey found 89, 89% of those with 401ks desire a pension-like paycheck. We've gone from this defined benefit to this defined contribution plan. Pension plans, I think 6% of private um, employment uh, have pension plans. Part of the SECURE Act offers these annuity-type payments in 401ks. Now, your 401k may not offer it, but I'm saying it's now allowed in 401k. So you can turn that into a guaranteed income stream. Those are things that you might want to ask and look at. So you could also put purchase an annuity on your own. Again, it is like a pension in the sense that it can give you a guaranteed lifetime income and a joint guaranteed lifetime income. I'm an investment advisor rep. We do portfolio management. I'm also insurance licensed. But I'm saying there's pros and cons to these, but... You should understand them. Unfortunately, again, in this industry, there's a lot of miscellaneous information or opinions on both sides. Forget the opinions. But I'm just saying that can be part of your income plan. So now you could have, and then I go back to my organ, getting organized. I have my income worksheet. So, you know, I've given the example. And again, this is just an illustration. Okay, you have to look at it on your own and see if it fits. I can run these numbers for you too, if you like. But I use that example, a couple age 60, they put 500000 of their 401k or whatever it might be, IRA, into. You can use Roth, by the way. It's tax-free income. Um, or you can have to tax money. You can use the, any source of them for this. But, you know, if they were age 60 in seven years, they would have over $50,000 a year of lifetime income, joint lifetime income. That's on, in addition to the Social Security. And see how this can work? So that income planning packet, which includes the truth about annuities, which includes the Social Security decision, which includes the organizers. See, I'm trying to get this information out to you as well as um, the other things. If you want that, I'll get that out to you too because this is part of that overall plan. Now I, now I sit down, I can put an income plan in place. So we'll get that income planning packet out if you want it. 630-934-1855, 630-934-1855. Um, so... Let me just spend a few minutes on the market. I know a lot of things have come out this week. You have earnings coming out. The Fed's going to meet this week. We're going to see what they're going to do with interest rates. Um, a lot of GDP came out. It was surprisingly high, right? I think it was 4.7, um, which I don't know how meaningful a lot of these things are. We can get caught up in the data. You look at the housing numbers. They're in the toilet um, as far as uh, existing home sales and new home sales have ticked up a little bit. Um, we know what mortgage rates are at. Again, we can have arguments on both sides of 
the job, uh, what's going on in the jobs, retail sales. I mean, you can get just buried in those data. You have to be careful. But I would say that's part of being organized. Do you know what you own? Right? I always, I've been saying on the fixed side, and this is an opinion, we don't know. But, you know, bonds have been problematic. Right now, the Fed is trying to sell bonds too. You know, the bond market can be risky. Because what's happened is the Fed has painted themselves into a corner. We have a $33 trillion debt, which has been ticking up. Uh, it's going to approach $34 trillion very soon. These people are just, they're just, I mean, they're so, uh, I don't know the best word, but malfeasance doesn't even cover it. I mean, uh, they should be in jail, quite frankly, for what they're doing to this country. But, um, you know, uh, now the Fed has got all this money. It's trying to sell their bonds on the market. You know, you saw what happened on these extremes. Greece, remember when the bonds were at 20% because nobody wanted them? They were paying, you know, discounted 50%. I don't know what's going to happen, but I don't know if interest rates are going down anytime soon. So it doesn't make sense to take some of the bond portfolio, your fixed piece. But this is why we got to get organized. If you've got three or four accounts, really commit yourself to getting organized. That's why I offered these, these reports and why I mentioned you can get all this stuff together. But Maybe look at your fixed piece. If you're in a typical asset allocation model or a target date fund, which are default funds in a 401k, your fix is just bonds, right? I mean, that's what it is. You're in bond funds, bond ETFs. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm not saying abandon them because if interest rates go down, they can appreciate significantly in value, right? But maybe you want to own some fixed. You can get a 5% CD, money markets, all these things, or even if you buy a short-term bond, all right? And then you hold it. There's not the principal risk. If interest rates go back up, you still own it, right? You'll get the 5%, but that's, you know, but okay. So what? But that's on your fixed side. There's even some ideas we've talked about in the past. I'll send you this information too on structured notes. We use those. Um, you know, again, there's they change from month to month, but some of these, and there's, there's underlying risk to these you want to understand. But if you hold them to maturity and things go okay in the market, you can get 9, 10%, okay? But again, you want to understand how they work. I will use these as part of the fixed part of portfolios for my clients, right? The last one I think paid over 9%. I know it did. It paid over 9%. Is that something you want to add? But this is why when I say get organized, know what you own. And then, you know, when you talk about what you own, you know, you, you can own the same thing in every type of account. I had this question. Someone asked me, well, can I own, we we're doing a Roth conversion. They said, well, what can I own in a Roth? You can own whatever you want in a Roth, same as you can in an IRA, Right. You want to own Apple stock, you can own it in a tax-deferred, a ta- tax-free, um, or um, an after-tax brokerage account. The difference, the only difference is the tax treatment. It's the same stock. You want to own gold in all three of these? You want to own commodities? You want to own bonds? You can. The difference, of course, which is that's why I like tax-free, is if you have a dividend-paying stock, the dividend's tax-free, the capital appreciating is tax-free, you'll never pay tax on it again. In a tax-deferred account, an IRA or 401k, you, will, you won't pay them right away, but when you take the money out, everything is income taxable, including any capital gain, right? It's just typically 15%. You're going to pay income tax rates on that. So that's why I say have most of the growth in the Roth. Again, let's get organized. If you're going to have fixed investments, let's try to put, for the most part, I'm making general comments. So, you know, try to put most of your growth in your Roth in general. It's all tax-free, Right. Have more of the fixed in the in the tax deferred. Why do I say that? Number one, it's the lower growth. That's where I have to take required distributions. That's where everything's income taxable. 
I want my growth as much as possible, as much as possible outside of those, right? After tax and tax free. This is trying to create tax efficiency. Anyway, so I just, I'm trying to give ideas here, you know, thoughts on that. I didn't mention. So anyway, if you want this information, again, I'm going to, this is where we get started. You know, I know I'm, I'm, I'm hitting you with these ideas, end of your planning ideas, Roth, Roth, Roth conversions, unrealized capital gains and harvesting losses and gains on your retirement account, on your, um, on your after-tax accounts, um, setting up HSAs, maxing out your 401k, all of these strategies as end of year. And I'll send you that report so you can look through it and check the bo- check mark off and things you can start doing. Man, you can do things now. I'm certain you're going to – I'm pretty confident, I would say. <laughs> You'll find ideas that you can make moves. I told pe- some people already, I said, look, just do a $2,000 Roth conversion. I don't care. But if you do it, now you're going to see it's not that tough. It's not – you know, sometimes we're, we're uncomfortable getting outside our comfort – we get getting out – of course, you're uncomfortable getting outside your comfort zone, but – do it. And then you'll say, yeah, it's not so bad. I'll do more next year. Let's just control the things we've done. Let's take action. I'll offer that report again with the end of your planning ideas, but also the organizers. Again, we can do some things before the end of the year. We can start getting organized. We can get our plan in place. It's all in this, this toolkit, I'll call it. And then we can get set up going into next year. 630-934-1855. 630-934-1855. Nine three four eighteen fifty five. Okay, so on the investment side again, you just really want to f- figure out to build a portfolio that makes sense for you. There's no perfect portfolio, but something you can stick with. So I just wanted to mention that there's no per. You know, we you got to be careful if you want to buy some different stocks and your company buy them in your Roth. Imagine if you get a home run on that in your Roth, that would be a good thing. And then you have your core portfolio that you're going to hold, you're going to stick with, and on the periphery you can have some have some fun. But we get engaged, we do that, and we try to be a more tax efficient and own certain things. And then we, we have an income plan also separate from the investments that create income that we can't outlive during our lifetimes and then, you know, if we're married for our spouse. And we do things to protect it. That's another piece of the plan. Whether we have a life insurance policy or we try to max out our, four, our, um, our Social Security benefit or we have an annuity that's a joint life annuity. See how all these things start working together? Um, I mentioned one of, I, I said, you know, I mentioned that, that study. It was a microbiologist. Let's see if I can find that again. Because um, I, I said I would tell you, I don't know if it's a good story, but oh, it's, it was, this was the question was, how often do you wash your bed linens? And this was, it, if, it says, if you really want to get rid of germs, uh, dust mites and particles, this is not pleasant, but that can cause allergy, asthma, and asthma, microbiologists uh, recommend throwing your sheets and pillowcases in the laundry every two weeks um, and that you should replace pillows every year and the mattress every five to 10 and bedding every two years or so. Wow. Um, but I get it. Um, and that's why I said, well, how often do you think we, we want to take and look at our plans ourselves? You know, estate planning is not a common. People come in all the time say, I set this up five or 10 years ago. I haven't looked at it since. But same thing with all. That's why I'm telling you to get organized. But I was going to tell you briefly. Um, last time I bought a mattress, my wife and I went in and and um, and uh, so we bought it. I've never heard this conversation before, and maybe I'm pretty naive about it. But I, he somehow he brought it up. He said, you know, when you after you buy the mattress, um, you know, over five or ten years, but like after ten years, like they're saying, replace it. The mattress is heavier. After 10 years, I can't remember what, what he said it was. It increased. It was pretty surprising. I was like, I don't know how many pounds heavier it was. It was kind of shocking. He said, what? He goes, well, because, you know, 
all the things from your body. And I'm like, wow, really? I mean, that's what he told me. I don't know how true it was. Not the most pleasant discussion, but my wife and I were like kind of taken aback by that. I just anyway, I think we're, I don't know. We still got a few more years on our mattress. Let's put it that way. Um, so, uh, but as far as your retirement plan, I think we can all relate to that, but maybe now after this discussion, not only have we helped maybe with your retirement plan, uh, you'll get the, uh, linen washing and maybe be throwing out some pillows. I can just see around Chicago and people are going to start throwing out their pillows after a year, one year, which I get, I, I don't know I have to check on mine, but let's talk about your retirement plan. You know, how often should we review that? Do you want a second opinion or a second pair of eyes or a review of what you have? You know, um, if you want to schedule a time to come in, and there's some areas I talked about where you said, Tom, you know, that's kind of a blind spot. That's probably something I want to take a look at. I'd like to see do it, how long will the money last? Where do I stand as it relates to retirement? Can I retire earlier? Or even if you're in retirement, are there things I can do to put myself in a better position? It's all about creating an income plan you can't outlive, trying to minimize taxes, Having a solid investment plan, we'll do a portfolio analysis. We'll do a Social Security analysis for those of you that need it. We'll look at your uh, asset protection plan and your estate planning. I say throw everything in a box. We'll go through everything in detail. And I'm confident, besides just having a retirement plan, um, you'll come out of there with a number of ideas at a minimum that you can start to put in place. I think you can. 630-934-1855. 6309341855 to schedule a time you meet with me personally we'll go through it we'll take the time and I think it'll be you'll have a good time it'll be enjoyable and it's all about you know putting yourself and your family in a better place 6309341855 as always I hope everyone got some good information today we're here every Saturday at 9am you're listening to the Alpha Wealth Hour with Tom Fortino as always everyone have a blessed week and let's get to work Annuity guarantees rely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurer. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products or services. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc. The Alpha Wealth Hour, presented by the Alpha Wealth Group. For more information about anything you heard on the show, call 800-748-3185. That's 800-748-3185. Five.